0: Okay, so today we're finishing, uh, we're working our way through the Monster Stories book. And we are in the section of the book that is about Bogart's trolls and goblins. And we are about halfway through that section. And the story that we're reading today is called The Goblin's Arm and it's by William Elliot Griffiths and we remember him, that author he read, he had a story like last week or the week before about um, a guy named Raiko who slayed a demon and that, that was a pretty creepy looking cre- critter I think yep, 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 there it is in the book and he had a friend with him this character Raiko and his friend's name was Tsuna and I believe yep they are going to be added again in today's story so the goblin's arm and it's read today by mommy and what's your name uh oh name starts with a p is it peter philip. peter parker oh, was, um okay all right well i have spider-man with me today kids no, peter just peter parker. okay sounds good As, Seven, i thought you were gonna say no it's philip but you never know okay so here we go the goblins K arm. Is for s is for Spike. spider-man okay that's true Okay, here we go. The goblin's arm read by mommy and Spider Man or er, Peter Parker. Here we go. Raiko and his brave companion Tsuna are great heroes in Japanese fairy tales. Onis are terrifying goblins or demons with horns on their head and tusks in their mouths. And we've heard about Onis before, haven't we? Yeah, they're they're. Evil little critter, critter critters <laughs> creatures, critter creatures, and if we ha- if you've watched any th- um, of the Lego Ninjago series, then you'll remember that onis are pretty bad creatures. So, here we go. Under Captain Riko, were three. Nani, that's why we needed to watch Ninjago, so that we could understand the story. Well, you never know where you're going to learn new things from. Let's hear the book and see if we learn new things here. Okay. Under Captain Raiko were three brave guardsmen, one of whom was named Tsuna. The duty of these men-at-arms was to watch at the gates leading to the palace. It had become dangerous in the city. So many good people were afraid to go out into the streets at night. Worse than all else was the report that hill goblins called Onis in Japan were prowling around in the dark. They would seize people by the hair of their heads. Then they would drag them away to the mountains. The worst place in the town to which the two horned goblin came most often was the southwestern gate. To this post of danger, Raiko sent Suna, the bravest of the guards. He it was on a dark, rainy, and dismal night that Tsuna started, well armed, to stand guard at the gate. Tsuna's trusty helmet was knotted over his chin and all the pieces of his armor were well laced up his sandals were tight on his feet and his belt was thrust uh, and in his belt was thrust his trusty sword freshly sharpened until its edge was like that of a razor's and with it he could cut in half a hair floating in the air that's super sharp Tsuna paced up and down the stone way with his eyes and ears wide open. The wind was blowing frightfully. A storm howled and the rain fell in such torrents that soon the cords of Tsuna's armor and his tunic were soaked through. Torrents. That's a great word. Do you know what it means? Do you know what's happening here? So this when it says that the rain fell in such torrents it means that it, it came in large big gusts that's kind of what a torrent is it's like a big group of rainfall a bunch of it all at once so I feel like our friend Suna is having a really really rough night and I feel like maybe he needs an umbrella wouldn't that be nice right about now yeah The great bronze bell of the temple on the hill boomed out the hours one after another. So it's kind of like a clock striking. Until a single stroke told Tsuna it was the hour of midnight. Two hours passed and still Tsuna was wide awake. The storm had calmed, but it was darker than ever. The hour of three rang out, and the soft, mellow notes of the temple bell died away. The warrior, almost without knowing it, grew sleepy and fell into a doze. Then he started and woke up, as soon as shook himself, jingled his armor, pinched himself, and even pulled out his little knife and pricked his leg with the point of it to keep himself awake, but all in vain overcome by drowsiness he leant against the the gate post and fell asleep I feel like do you know what he needs he needs like a cup of coffee or something or maybe he needs somebody to like walk over and tell him some jokes to keep him awake this was just what the Oni wanted all the time it had been squatting at the cross piece at the top of the gate waiting for this opportunity okay so do you know what that means the cross piece of the gate do you know how like gates um when they're like in a big city like this will have a top part to them and then they will have a bottom part it's where the top part and the bottom part meet together that's where this creature is waiting the oni I don't like the looks of that Oni, do you? No. Now, the Oni slid down as softly as a monkey and, with its iron-like claws, grabbed Tsuna by the helmet and began to drag him into the air. In an instant, Tsuna was awake. Seizing the goblin's hairy wrist with his hand, he drew his sword with his right, swept it around the head, and cut off the Oni's arm. Yuck. Frightened and howling with pain, the creature leapt from the doorpost and disappeared into the clouds. That's how you defeat the unknown. The Oni? Yeah, well, let's see. Zuna waited. With drawn sword in hand But in a few hours It was morning The sun rose on the pagodas and the gardens And the temples of the capital city Everything was beautiful And bright Tsuna returned to reporting to his captain Carrying the goblin's arm In triumph Raiko examined it And praised Tsuna loudly For his bravery Then rewarded him with a silken sash Now, it is said that if a goblin's arm be cut off, it can be joined with the body again if it is found within a week. So Raiko warned Tsuna to lock it up and watch it day and night in case it's stolen from him. Oh, I have a question for you now. So if you're told to watch something, both day and night. When are you gonna sleep? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> what is he gonna do, Philip? How can he watch the day and night and sleep? Oh I don't know, let's find out. Tsuna went to the stone cutters and bought Ooh, why don't he sleeps in that room where the, the Oni arm is and then when, the, when Oni comes, he, he jumps out and fights them. Yeah, he would have to, and, huh? And gets awake. Okay. Once he hears them walking around. Let's, that's a very good point. Let's see what he decides to do. Tsuna went to the stone cutters and bought a strong box cut out of the solid stone. It had a heavy lid on it, which slid in a groove and came out only by touching a secret spring. Into this, he put the arm. Then, setting it in his bedchamber, he guarded it day and night. You're right. Keeping the gate and all his doors locked. He didn't allow anyone who was a stranger to look at the trophy. Six days... Well, the goblin's arm to him. is kind of a trophy because he fought the goblin and now he has the goblin's arm. Although I personally wouldn't consider someone else's arm a trophy, but that's just me. Okay, so here we go. Six days passed by and Tsuna began to think he was safe. "'for all of his doors were tightly shut. "'So he set the box out in the middle of the room "'and sat down in ease before it. "'He took off his armor and put on his court robes. "'During the evening, but rather late, "'there was a feeble knock, "'like that of an old woman, "'at the gate outside. "Suna," cried out, "'Who's there?' "'The squeaky voice of his aunt.' As it seemed who was a very old woman replied i want to see my nephew to praise him for his bravery in cutting the goblin's arm off so suna let her in and carefully locked the door behind her was that smart Doggone it, Zuna. Why didn't you just wait for another day? Oh, boy. Here we go. Zuna helped her into the room where she sat down on the mats in front of the box, very close to it. Then she grew talkative and praised Zuna until he felt very proud. All the time, the old woman's left shoulder was covered with her dress while her right hand was out. Finally, she begged to be allowed to see the arm. Suna at first politely refused, but she urged until he slid back the stone lid just a little. Uh oh, Philip. This is my arm! cried the old woman, turning into a goblin and dragging it out of the casket. The goblin flew up to the ceiling and was out through the roof in the twinkling of an eye. Suna rushed out of the house to shoot at it with an arrow, but he could just see the goblin fly off in the clouds, grinning horribly. As he watched, he saw the cut-off arm join again with the body, And the goblin shook both fists at him in victory. Well, I guess I didn't know that goblins could transform, but I guess Onis can turn themselves into other things, I guess, huh? That's how that works. And I think we've learned an important lesson here, right? Yeah. I think we learned a lesson about how you should not allow people to praise you until your job's all done, right? He got a little too excited about how brave and smart he was, and it did not end well for him. Pride goeth before the fall. (laughs) Very good. And that is the end.